Okay, so today's learning is a Zeicha Nishma, Yitzchak ben Chaim Alevi, Yaakov Shaka Chaim Alevi, Sarleus Bashmul Tzvi, Elchan Mepes, Tavaris Bashu, Rav Ben Abarach, Rachel Moshe Alevi, Moshe Ben Rachel Alevi. So we're up to Daf Ayin Tesam Aleph. The Mishnah, the Mishnah says like this: Hoisa Imedes Al Roish Hagag. So today's it's 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 a Lamdasha Mishnah. She's standing on the top of her roof. So you have a, a roof, and there's a first floor, like a courtyard, yeah? So she's standing on the roof, and she owns the roof. He's standing on the courtyard, he owns the courtyard. And he throws the get. So the halacha is, once it gets to the airspace of the roof, it doesn't actually have to land. So here, here's the roof. So the second it gets over the, over the roof, oh, she's divorced. By the way, that would mean that if before it lands, someone shoots it in the air, whatever, I don't know, some you know crazy thing happens, she's divorced because the second it gets to the airspace, the avir of the gag is kaina. What about the opposite case? Right, that makes sense. She's, let's say, that, that the first case is she's on the roof, he's on the courtyard. What about the opposite? She's in the courtyard, he's in the roof. So, he throws it from the roof to the courtyard. Once it leaves the domain of the roof and gets over the airspace of the courtyard, then she's divorced. And then even before it lands, if if it starts pouring while it's in the air, and all the ink is erased, whatever, however, it gets struck by lightning, okay? The halach is, she's divorced, because the second it gets over the airspace of, of the courtyard, she's already divorced. Okay, fine. Very interesting. Now the Gemara is a kasha. The Gemara is a kasha. The kasha is holy minter. We had this a little bit at the end of yesterday's daf, and that is, avir is only koina, the airspace is only koina, if if the airspace has walls, meaning for your chasit to be kaina, it has to be enclosed because if it's not enclosed, then the wind can just blow it out, right? So your, for your rishus to be kaina, there has to be some level of protection to protect the get from flying somewhere else. So it gets over the roof, it's kaina. Why? If the roof has no wall, if it's our slanted roofs, so what, what, uh, how, it does no airspace. Airspace is only kaina if there's some level of protection. In other words, like a porch. Yeah, oh, you need a wall, some sort of wall. So, so the Gemara says, the Gemara says, first answer, it's a roof that has a wall, right? A lot of roofs have walls, so it has a wall, has a wall around it. So once it gets over the wall, so fine. Because it has a wall, it's considered protected. That's the first answer. Another answer is that what's the problem? The problem is it gets over the roof. The roof is kaina, but wait a minute, the roof doesn't have a wall, it's not protected, and the wind can blow it away. So answer number one is that it has a wall. Answer number two is that it's within three tvachim of the roof. We've had this in the concept in Hilch Shabbos. It's called lavud. All any airspace within three tefachim to the ground, it's as if it's resting on the ground. So your whole issue is, how does the airspace work? There's no wall. The answer is, it's not airspace. It's floating within three tefachim of the, of, the, of the roof. Once it's within three tefachim of the roof, it's kilo, it's resting on the roof. You only need protection for airspace. When it's resting on the roof, of course you don't, resting is resting, right? Meaning your, your rishus could be kind of if it's resting on or if it's airspace. Now, airspace needs some level of protection. So uh, there's no protection. So answer number one, there's a wall. Answer number two is that it's within three tefachim to the roof itself. Because it's within three tefachim to the surface of the roof, it's kilo, it's resting on the roof. Okay. Now, 
Same kasha in the second case. The second case is he's on the roof and he's throwing it to her in the courtyard. I holo minter. Again, the courtyard's not fenced in. And over here, by the way, even if the courtyard has a fence, but it's in the air, right? You're on the roof, right? You throw it. So it, the second it gets over the roof, it's now over the courtyard. Oh, it's protected. But it's not within the confines of the wall. And even if there are walls, but it's above the height of the wall. So the Gemara says, no, it's not. The Gemara says, A very strange looking house. Here's the dimensions of the house. The roof is 10 feet off the ground. Okay, whatever. The roof has a four-foot wall. So picture a roof, right? You have the, the roof, four-foot wall. So when you're standing on the roof, the wall is 14 feet off the ground because you got the 10-foot roof, four. The courtyard, the fence of the courtyard is 15 feet. It's a strange-looking courtyard that the, roof, the walls of the courtyard are actually higher than the walls of the roof. So the second he throws it, it's within the confines of the walls because the walls of the courtyard are actually higher than the walls of the roof. It's not much a strange-looking uh, building, but that's the case. So therefore, the second it gets into the airspace of the courtyard, it's already, she's already divorced. I, it's not within the confines of the walls. The answer is, yes, it is. How could that be? The answer is, the walls of the courtyard are higher than even the walls of the roof. That's the explanation they all give. Okay. Now, what we're saying right now is that, basically, when it's floating within the airspace... Here's the walls, it's floating, she's divorced. Where do we find such a concept that when something is floating, it's as if it's resting? So if you remember in Hilchah Shabbos, we know that when it comes to Masechah Shabbos, right, we know that when you throw something, right, you need Nakira and Hanach, it has to get and rest. Now, we had a Shaila in the Gemara Shabbos, the beginning of Masechah Shabbos. Let's say I throw a baseball from Rishos HaYachid, from Rishos HaRabim, to Rishos HaYachid, to Rishos HaRabim, just flying through. I have a great arm, it's just going boom, 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 boom. doesn't rest. Rebbe's opinion is, Kluta Rebbe's opinion is, something above the airspace, it's as if it's resting. The Rabbanon disagree. So according to Rebbe, you'd be high of two Karbanas, right? Rosh Hashanah, resting. Rosh Hashanah, resting. That's Rebbe's opinion. Kind of sounds like the same thing over here. The get is floating in the air. Oh, it's as if it's resting on the ground. So it sounds like this sugya works very well with Rebbe, who holds that something floating in the air for the laws of Shabbos is as if it's resting. The Rabbanon who disagree, right, who feel that, no, floating in the air is floating in the air, they would probably say floating in the air is not a divorce, right? It's sort of, we're trying to align these two sugyas up. If you hold that floating in the air is as if it's resting on the ground for the laws of Shabbos, you'd feel the same if again, and not not. So the Gemara says, Amr le Abba Kiman, who is our Mishnah like? That floating in the air is as if it's resting. It must be Kerebi. Rebbe's opinion is that something in the airspace of a domain is as if it's resting on the floor. So it must be that our sugi is like Rebbe and not the Rabbanon. So the Gemara says, no. Our sugi can work a few according to Rabbanon. Why? I'll, I'll try to explain. This is like a lamdish sugi. The difference is, when it comes to the Masech Shabbos, you need what's called a hanacha. It has to rest on the ground. They have a machleikas in lamdis. Is something floating in the air as if it's resting? Fine. You could argue no. Very easily you could say, well, it's not resting. You need a hanacha. It's not resting. By gitin, all you need, you don't need it to be resting on the ground. That's actually not what you need, right? It could be in her hand. What you need is it to be in her domain protected. When it's within the confines of the walls, it's within her domain. And is it protected? Yeah, it's protected. The wall's over here. The get is floating. Is there any chance that it's going to go anywhere? No. 
So the sugya, the Gemara thought at first we were going like a lumdish sugya that the get has to be munach and it's in the air. So how is it munach? It must be kluta kemisha. The answer is no, 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 no. When it comes to Shabbos, there's a special halacha has to be resting on the ground. So you have a machloikis in lumdish. If it's flying through the air, it's as if it's resting. Okay, you could argue yes, you could argue no. Gin is not doesn't have to be resting. Gin needs a different definition. What it needs to be is in her domain protected. Which it is. And by the way, this is a big say that we're going to touch on a couple times in today's daf, and that is the laws of Shabbos are not related to the laws of Gittin. For Shabbos, it needs to be resting in a domain. In Gittin, it needs to be in her domain protected. Those are two separate things. We're going to see later on at the end of this Ahmed. You can have a situation that for the laws of Shabbos, it's resting, but not for the laws of Gittin, and vice versa. So the Gemara says, I feel the same Rabbanon. Our sugya can even work according to the Rabbanon that doesn't hold Kul to Kamishul Chodami. And they hold, that, they hold that something floating is not resting on the ground, but by a get it's a divorce. Why? Elin and Shabbos, they only said their opinion for the laws of Shabbos, where you need a Hanacha, and they feel that floating in the air is not a Hanacha. But over here, all she needs is the get to be in her domain protected. And it is protected. So the two separate sugyas. And therefore, our sugya can even work according to the Rabbanon. He said the same thing. And the same conversation happened with Rav Yochan. The Rav Yochan said the case is it's floating, but the walls of the courtyard are higher than the walls of the roof. Rav said who is our Mishnah like? Kerebi must be according to Rebbe exclusively that he holds that something floating in the air is as if it's resting on the ground. He said no. I feel the same Rabbanon. He said the same thing, but our sugi is different because our sugi you just need protection. You don't need to be resting in the in the in the airspace. Okay. Then the Mishnah said that if I throw something from the roof, yeah, and the second it gets over the uh, airspace of the courtyard, she's already divorced. And then if before it rests on the ground, it's uh, it gets struck by lightning, she's still divorced. The Gemara says something very interesting. Very interesting, uh, Lumdis. The, the Gemara says there's a difference when it got struck by lightning. Was it on the way up or on the way down? You know, like the goaltending rule, right? On the way down, there's goaltending. On the way up, is not goaltending. Over here, when I throw the get, right? Think of the get as a paper, as, as a ball. I crumple a ball and I throw it. If when I'm throwing it, it's on its way up, so it's not on its descent yet, then it gets struck by lightning, then it's a problem. Why? Even though technically it was above the airspace, but it wasn't on its way down. It wasn't on its proper descent. So it, it, it never even began the process of going towards her. But when it's on its way down and then it gets struck by lightning, because it started on its way descent, then we already look at it as if it's in her domain. It's a very interesting lumdis that... Even, even though in both cases it's above the airspace, the difference is the trajectory. Okay, it's very interesting. Now the Gemara says another halacha. We said the first case where it erased, and that's the second case that it got burnt by a fire. Right? Let's say I said the lightning case, but I'll give you an example. I throw the get from the roof into her courtyard, and it lands in a fire. She's divorced. Let me ask you a question. If, if when I threw it to her, there was no fire, and then in midair, a fire erupts, I get it. When I threw it to her, it was able to go into her domain, and then a fire erupted, but it was, she was already divorced. If there was already a fire raging, and I throw it to her, it was never going to get to her. 
So the Gemara says there is a difference. The Gemara exactly says this point. It's only a good get if when I threw it in the air there was no fire and then a fire broke out because at least there was a moment where it was going to be in her domain. At least there was a moment where it was in her domain protected. Okay, a fire broke out but she was already divorced. It takes a second to get divorced. But if there was already a fire there and when I threw it I basically was throwing it into the fire. Then it's not a divorce. Why? You were throwing it into the fire. It has to be that there's a moment it's in her domain protected for her. Then if something crazy happens a second later, then that's not your problem. But if there was a fire already raging and you threw it into her backyard into the fire, then of course it's not a divorce. That's just throwing it into the fire. That's throwing it out. The Gemara says like this. Okay. Amr of Chizda, a very interesting... Um, it's pretty posh. I think we would say it's posh. But the Gemara says like this. Rishuyos chalukos begin. Okay, we had this yesterday that a woman cannot get divorced in her husband's domain. So let me ask you a question. So let's say the husband wants to divorce her in the kitchen. He doesn't want to hand it to her. He wants to throw it at her. So what does he have to do to make it work? It's his kitchen. He has to say, this, this is your kitchen now. Throw it. Okay, fine, shine. That works. The question is like this. If he says, it's your kitchen now, yeah? So she can get divorced in the kitchen. But instead of throwing it in the kitchen, he throws it in the dining room. Do we say, well, if he gave her the kitchen, he probably had in mind all the areas that the divorce will fall. So the says, no. Rishuri's chalukas, again, they're separate domains, meaning what he gives her is what he gives her. If he says, I'm giving you the kitchen for the divorce, then she better get the get in the kitchen. If the get throws into the living room, well, she never gave her the living room. Meaning, we don't just assume that when the husband gives her one domain, he's giving her all the domains. He's giving her the domain that he gives her, which I think is pretty posh. The Gemara wants, let me, let me explain outside what the Gemara is going to be doing. The Gemara says, let's bring a proof to this. How do you know that when a husband gives one domain, he only gives one domain and not all the domains? So the Gemara says, I'll prove it to you. Masnisani. Okay. Let me explain outside what the Gemara is going to do. The Mishnah had two cases. The first case that she's on the roof and he's in the courtyard. The second case is that he's on the roof, she's in the courtyard. When I explain the Mishnah, I explain the Mishnah as follows. She's on the roof, it's her roof, he's in the courtyard, it's his courtyard. Second case is she's on the courtyard, it's her courtyard, he's on the roof, it's his roof. So the two cases are opposite of who owns what. The first case, she owns the roof, not the courtyard, and the second case, vice versa. Okay, that's pretty posh. The Gemara feels that that's unlikely. It makes more sense that in both cases, both are owned by one person. So let's speak this out. Now, we'll see it inside. If she owns both, then why does it have to go specifically in the airspace, right? The first case, he's on the roof, she's, he's on the courtyard, she's on the roof. It says he throws it, the second it gets into the airspace, she's divorced. Now, if she owns both, then she's divorced before it gets to the airspace. If he owns both, she's never divorced. So I said, the case is, she owns the roof and not the courtyard. And in the second case, she owns the courtyard, not the roof. The Gemara feels that that's strange to have such a case. The Gemara says, you know what is more likely? He owns both. So I understand. How does she get divorced? In the first case, he gives her the roof and not the courtyard. In the second case, he gives her the courtyard, not the roof. In the case, I said he gives the kitchen, not the dining room. So in the first case, he owns both in both cases. In the first case, he gives her the roof and not the courtyard. And in the second case, he gives the courtyard and not the roof. What do you see? You see from our Mishnah, if that's the situation, let's assume that that's the situation, that really he owns both, and he gives her just the roof and not the courtyard. What do you see? You see like Rav Chizda, that when someone gives the kitchen, he gives the kitchen and not the dining room, because he's giving the roof and not the courtyard. Because if you 
say that when someone gives one a woman the domain, he gives her everything, then wh- 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 what is the courtyard, the roof? He's giving her everything. It must be. No, he's giving her the roof and not the courtyard. That's the Gemara's assumption because the Gemara does not assume that it's likely that the case is what I thought, which is she owns the roof and not the courtyard, she owns the courtyard and not the roof. So the Gemara says, no, 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 it must be. He owns everything in both cases. He's just lending her the roof in one case and lending her the courtyard in another. And you see that what he lends, he lends, and what he doesn't, he doesn't. Then the Gemara rejects it and says, no, the case is what we thought before. She owns the roof and not the courtyard. She owns the courtyard and not the roof. Right? Your whole assumption is that, oh, that's unlikely. Who said it's unlikely? That's the case. Let's, let's see it inside. The Mayaskin, what exactly is the case where right, the Mishnah says, Masisani, how you say, the first case. She's standing on the roof. He throws it to her from the courtyard. The second it gets over the roof, she's divorced. Now, Maya Skinner, who owns the roof in the courtyard? If she owns both, then she should be divorced even before it gets to the roof. She should be divorced when it gets in the courtyard. So it must be no. He owns both. Well, if he owns both, if he owns both, how would she ever divorce? Meaning, if she owns both, she should be divorced before it gets to the roof, if he owns both, she should never be divorced. So, must be, it's what I thought. She owns the roof and not the courtyard. They have a different ownership. Okay. So she owns the roof and not the courtyard. Go to the next case. Go to the next case. She's in the courtyard. He throws it to her. The second gets over the courtyard, she's divorced. So, in this case, first case, she owns the roof. Now she owns just the courtyard. The Gemara says, uh, who's the, who owns it? So the first case, she owns the roof and not the courtyard, and now she owns the courtyard and not the roof. The Gemara says, Are you telling me the case is with the Reisha, she owns the roof and not the courtyard, and the Seva, she owns the courtyard and not the roof? That's unlikely. Rather, Must be no. Both cases, he owns everything. So how is she ever divorced? In the first case, he's giving her the roof and not the courtyard. In the second case, the courtyard and the roof. And what do you see? That when a husband gives one domain to the wife, he's giving one domain only and not multiple domains. The Gemara says, no. <laughs> the Gemara says, Amr Leh, me diiri. What are you talking about? Dilma hakadisa hakadisa. Reisha gagdi Why can't it be what we thought originally? The first case, she owns the roof and not the courtyard. The second case, she owns the courtyard, not the roof. Why can't there be some seas? That's the case, whatever. So there's no, no proof. Okay. Gemara says a halacha. The halacha is like this. Amarava. Shalash this begin. There are three cases where Gitin and Shabbos are not the same. Again, we, we touched on one before, the Klutu Kamishoncha. And the, the fundamental difference is when it comes to Shabbos, the, the Isser on Shabbos is going from a public domain to a private domain and resting in that domain. It, it doesn't have to be protected. It, it, it's just whether there's a hanacha. By Gitin, it's going into her domain and being protected in her domain. That's the fundamental difference. So the Gemara says there, that difference creates three halachic discrepancies between Shabbos and Gitin. Let's go through the first one we had. The first one is we had a machlokas where the kluta which is that when you throw an item from Rishasai Rabbim to Rishasai Yachid to Rishasai Rabbim, Rebbe feels it's as if it rests in that domain, even while it's flying through the air. Flying through the air is as if it's resting. They're abundant to disagree. But says the Gemara, that's only true by Shabbos, where it needs a Hanacha. So they're abundant feel. Flying in the air is not a Hanacha. But when it comes to Gittin, 
All you need is it to be in her domain protected. If I throw it into her courtyard and it's within the walls of her courtyard, it doesn't have to rest on the ground because it's protected in her courtyard and everyone agrees to that. So that's one case where Shabbos and Gitin have different fundamental differences. Let's go to the second case. That we already had. Hadam Rav the second case is not Oh, we have this halach in Hilchah Shabbos, right? We know that if I throw something from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah, now how high is Rosh Hashanah? So we have a rule, Rosh Hashanah only goes till 10 Tvachim. Above 10 Tvachim is not Rosh Hashanah. So if let's say I'm in Rosh Hashanah and I'm carrying something above my head, I'm not carrying in Rosh Hashanah, it's a makam p'tur, and it creates certain halachas. Fine. What about Rosh Hashanah? They have a rule, Rosh Hashanah, which means I take a baseball, I'm in Rosh Hashanah, I'm in Main Street. Yeah, you're next door to Main Street. On the top of your roof, you have a giant pole that goes 100 feet. And on the top of the pole, there's a tiny little basket. I throw a baseball from Rosh Hashanah, 200 feet in the air, and it lands in the basket. Chayiv. Why? Because I went from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah. I, it's a 200 feet in the air, and it's in a tiny little basket. Rosh Hashanah, I But says the Gemara, that's only true laws of Shabbos. Go to the next page. The Gemara says that's only true for laws of Shabbos, not for laws of Gittin. Meaning, if I throw, instead of a baseball, I throw a get to my wife, and it lands 200 feet in the air in a little basket. Is she divorced? No. I, it's technically in her Rosh Hashanah. The answer is, yes, but is it protected? Meaning, by Gittin, you want it to be in her domain protected. Is it protected when it's sitting precariously on a little basket 200 feet in the air that anyone can just fly away? And can, the answer is no. So when it comes to Shabbos, it just has to be resting in Rosh Hashayachet. Technically, that's a Rosh Hashayachet. On a tiny little pole 200 feet in the air is Rosh Hashayachet. But when it comes to Gittin, it has to be in her domain protected. Is it protected in such a circumstance? Avadinat. So she's not divorced. That's the second case of a discrepancy. The third case is Hadam Rabbi Yudav when it comes to Shabbos, am I allowed to carry from my house to your house? We're both private domains. So Midorah, I say yes. But the rabbis were not a fan because they felt that it might lead to confusion to people carrying in Rosh Hashanah. So they created a concept called an Erev. That's the concept of an Erev. An Erev makes it that you could carry from one private domain to the other. So I'll give you an example. I can carry from my living to your living room. Okay. What if I'm on the roof and we have adjacent roofs? Yeah. Can I carry from my roof to the, your roof? No. Why not? I, people don't use the roofs. The roofs are meant for the inside, not for the top. People don't generally use roofs, right? But Chazal, when they made their rule, you can't carry from a private domain to a private domain. They included roofs as well. But says the Gemara, Hani, in the Shabbos. That's only true for Shabbos. Aval in get, Meshem Kpeidahu, Vakuli Haile Kopti Inshi. Gittin are different. I'll give you an example. We just got finished saying, I, I told you the case before. A husband says to the wife, The kitchen is yours for a divorce, yeah? And instead of throwing the get in the kitchen, he throws it in the bathroom. Is she divorced? No. Why? Because I gave the kitchen. I didn't give the bathroom. Meaning, a man gives the domain that he gives. He doesn't give other domains. So let's say a man has two roofs. Two houses right next to each other. Roof A and roof B. He says to the wife, you can have roof A. He throws the get. It lands on roof B. The halacha is she's divorced. Why? I, for the laws of Shabbos, we look at them as two separate domains. 
What two roofs are two separate domains? Yes, for the laws of Shabbos, two roofs are two separate domains. But when it comes to Gittin, the reason why if I tell her she has the kitchen, she doesn't have a bathroom is because I want her to have the kitchen, not the bathroom. Kitchen and the bathroom are two different rooms, have two different functionalities. I'm willing to give her one room and not the other. But when it comes to two roofs, that have no difference between the two. It's just a little adjacent, little uh, you know, mark and marking that there's a difference. What's the difference between roof A and roof B? Nothing. Practically, you don't use either of them for the top. They're just meant to protect the building. So because there's no practical difference, if a husband gives the wife one roof to carry the get, she could catch to get another roof. Okay. Um, Rabbi, uh, one more, um, one more, two more cases, and then we'll get to a quick Mishnah, and then a quick Gemara, and then another Mishnah. Easy. Um, Art scroll actually have, does have a picture, but you have two chatseris zulu from Mizu. You have an inner courtyard and an outer courtyard. Okay, so the inner courtyard. Uh, again, you can only get to the inner courtyard through the outer courtyard. So you have an outer courtyard, which leads to an inner courtyard. Now, she owns the inner courtyard, he owns the outer courtyard. Okay, so if he wants to divorce her, he should have to throw it into the inner courtyard. But if you look, the outer courtyard walls are higher than the inner courtyard walls. If you see the picture, they have such a picture. You know what this means? This is a very interesting scenario where her inner courtyard is actually using his walls. His walls protect her inner courtyard, if you think about it. Because they're taller than her walls, they protect from wind, they protect from other things. Because of this, as the Gemara, the Zarkullah, he throws a get to her, because the outer walls protect her area, they're sort of becoming like her walls. Therefore, when you throw her a get, even before it gets to the inner courtyard, the second it gets within the outer wall, she's already divorced. Why? I, the outer walls don't, they're not hers. The answer is they are hers. How are they hers? She doesn't own them. The answer is, but they her, 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 uh, help her property. Because they protect her property, for the laws of Gittin, we will accept it as her domain once it gets within the inner, the outer courtyard walls. Now, yeah. Yeah, they, they stop, listen, they, they protect her pr- property and they protect the get from being blown away. So the second it gets within the outer courtyard walls, that's already enough to make it a divorce. Now, that's only true with, with courtyards. What about boxes? Okay, you have a, a Russian nesting doll. Yes, you have, you have one box within another big box. So you have her box, she owns, he owns a giant box, and she has a box within his box. Okay. So, you have two boxes, one inside the other. So the inner box is hers, the outer box is his. So he has a, a refrigerator box, and within her frig- his refrigerator box, she put a microwave box. Okay, so she has a small box within his big box. And he throws a get to her. When is she divorced? You throw the get, yeah? It's flying over the box. Is she divorced? No. Why? The difference is that domains have airspace. Products, like a box, does not have an airspace. But what it does is she's only divorced when the actual get rests in her box. So it's just a side halacha. This whole concept of airspace does not apply. I'll give you an example. Yeah, forget about it. She has a, she has a, a refrigerator. Yeah? You throw the get. It's above the refrigerator. Is she divorced? No. The avir only works for when there's a mechitza, when there's an actual domain. A refrigerator is no, not a domain. So w- when is she divorced? When it rests on the refrigerator. So over here, you throw the get. It could be floating above the box. That doesn't do anything. When is it divorced? When it rests in the box. Okay, fine. 
Now the Gemara just says Akasha. V'chinoch mayhave kelev shalakeich b'shus meicher. Let me ask you one more question. Let's say it does rest in the box. Why is she divorced? Her box is in his box. We had this discussion yesterday. Could could uh, her 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 uh, what do you call it now? Uh, pocketbook? Could her pocketbook in his house acquire? So we said there's a possibility. No, because. She she it's she's in his domain, so he's got the airspace. So if her box is in his box, so it should be subsumed by his. So the Gemara says, <laughs> The case is his box does not have a have uh, have a floor, meaning his box is just walls. Her box is actually resting on the ground. It's not in his airspace. So because it's not in his airspace. It's not subsumed by his property, and the second arrest in her box, she's divorced. Okay, now new Mishnah, new topic, and this has to do with called a get yashan. Beshami oimrin poiter adam ishta beget yashan or bishilu oisrim. Veizul get yashan kol shenisiachet ima meachas shekasvula. There's a machlekes beshami bishilu whether you're allowed to use a get yashan. What's a get yashan? A get yashan is where the uh, husband and wife secluded and had relations potentially. After the get was written, before it was delivered. Beishamai is not bothered by this, Beishil is. Now let me ask you a question. Let's speak this outside. What exactly is the problem according to Beishil? Why can't, why can't you use a get Yashim? It's very simple. The get is written January 1st, 2022. It's written, it's signed. He's, he's like, I'm not going to deliver it yet. I'll deliver it when I want to. He delivers it January 1st, 2024, two years later. Right? Okay. Beishamai is cool with that. Here's the problem. Between that time period, when is she divorced, by the way? When she receives the get. Not when the get is written. The get is written is irrelevant. It's when she's divorced, when she receives the get. During those two years, they live together as husband and wife. Why not? They're still a married couple. Here's the problem. She has a kid. right? Little Johnny. Little Johnny's born in 2023. Years later, he's about to get married. And the chassan and the kawa's looking into his yichas and it's like, when, when were you born? When's your birthday? 2023. Your parents got divorced, yeah? Can I see the get? It says 2022 they got divorced. Now, they didn't actually get divorced. They actually got divorced 2024 when it was delivered. But people don't remember that. They just look at the dates and they're like, so you were born out of wedlock. Uh, you're not going to marry Rosh Hashim's daughter. Meaning, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a problem because it makes it look like they were divorced at the time it was written then if they have a kid later, which is, it's very possible. So because of that, Beis Hill is like, you know what, don't, don't, no, no living together after the get is written. Why? Because if you do, because again, people don't realize, it could be a day or two, it could be three years, Rashi says. So you write the get in 2022, it's not delivered until 2025. So you're divorced 2025. In that time period, you have kids that people will eventually look at the date and say, oh, they were divorced 2022. Those kids were born afterwards. Must be those kids that talk born out of wedlock. The family's not so from. And it's not, it's not going to be good for the kid. That's Beis Hill's uh, objection. Beis is, uh, is not bothered by this. Now, why is Beis not bothered by this? So you could just say Beis is just not concerned. Yushalmi actually is a different job. Yushalmi says Beishami's opinion is that people only divorce if they actually felt that she was uh, she committed adultery. That was Beishami's opinion. So Beishami says, what are you concerned about? That after they write, they get they're going to live together. They're not living together. She committed adultery. Meaning Beishami basically Beishami would only uh, Beishami held that you only get divorced when it's really cataclysmic. So for such a we're not concerned that they'll actually live together because that was never a concern. But that's that's the situation. Let's see it inside the Gemara. But Mikey what is the Machlekis about? Beishamai Savri Loya Minigzer Shemiyamu Gita Kaidim Livna. 
is concerned that people will say that the baby was born after they were divorced and, it, and it born at a wedlock. And Bisham is not concerned. That's the issue with a get Yasha. We've had it a couple times that the Masechta, that is the problem of a get Yasha, is that it makes it look like the baby that the parents were not so from. Says the Gemara. Now let's say you use the get Yasha. Amr of Abba, Amr Shmuel, Imnesis Loiteitse. If you use the get Yashan and she remarried, okay, no, married someone else, meaning he gives her a get Yashan. So Avram and Sarah get, get divorced, using a get Yashan. Basil is like, you shouldn't have done that. She then marries Yitzchak. Basil is like, okay, let it be. We're not going to undo her second marriage. You understand? Meaning Basil is saying, listen, if you would ask me before you married someone else, I would tell you, give it another get. But if you've already married someone else, we're not going to make you divorce. That's, I mean, some of a different version. They actually, according to this version, is that if you used to get Yoshin, you could remarry Lechachila. So get Yoshin is only Lechachila, but the Evid, it's fine. Okay. Now what we're going to do is like this. We're going to start the Mishnah. I'm not going to finish the Mishnah because... It's a long mission, but we'll, we'll start the mission. The mission says like this: very simple. Um, we know that one of the major importance, uh, major uh, uh, aspects of a get is the is the is the is the date, the date of the year. Chazal were metakin. You have to use the country that you're in. Yeah. So if you're in Bavel, you have to use the Persians, who, who was in charge of Bavel at the time. If you use a different country's, no good because that's not used. So says the Mishnah. How come today people uh, divorce with the Jewish date? Well, they use fifty-seven. They they use the they use the English date and the Hebrew date. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the, if it would be the equivalent of let's say uh, you're in England to the 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 uh, King Charles King Charles is that the one? Yeah. King Charles King Charles year one of King Charles right? That's fine. Uh-huh. But if it's, if you're in England, you write uh, the third year of President Biden. It's like well, Sheikh uh-huh. Sheikh is Biden to England. You got to pick the country that you're in. So it says the Mishnah. If you're in Bavel and you write for an unworthy kingdom, an unworthy kingdom was Rome. That was always Rome. The Gemara will explain why. So if you're in Bavel. But instead of using the Babylonian kingdom, you used R- Rome, so the wrong one. Or Madai, or used Madai. Or Yavan, or Yavan, which didn't exist anymore. Or Lebinin Abayas. Or if, let's say, you, you say it's been 3,000 years since the Beis Hamidrash was built. Which, by the way, is also, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to talk to them about the Beis Hamidrash. You're supposed to use the country that you're in. Or Lechurban Abayas. Or you say it's been 1,953 years since the Beis Hamidrash was destroyed. That's the year we write to get. That, that's not what Chazal wanted. In all of these cases, Puzzle get. Similarly, you wrote the get in the east, but you wrote that you wrote in the west. Wrong location. All of these things, if you got divorced using this, it was not a good divorce. You're still married. If she then married someone else, that's adultery. So she has to separate from both people. She can never marry either one. Why? Because she committed adultery. So she's also like a saita, the baal ulabayil. She. It's not a good divorce at all. And if she used it to marry someone else, she committed adultery. Mamish says the Mishnah. Because of this, Now we do make her get a divorce from both. Why would she need a divorce from the second one if it was just adultery? Because optic-wise, people don't realize you need a divorce from the first one because you're still married. You need a divorce from the second one, although it's just adultery because people will think that you were married, so you got to get a divorce. Now, basically, in this woman, she used Apostle Get and she married someone else, so her first marriage was adult. She did adultery for the first marriage and the second marriage it was adultery. So it's, it's, she's still married to the first guy, so she messed everything up. Because of this, Chazal waived a lot of the taconas that they do in order to incentivize marriage, waived, because we don't want them to be married anymore. Therefore, Ein Ksuba, she forfeits a Ksuba, Loi Peris, she doesn't get Peris.
which is that uh, um, that Rashi explains that if she's taken captive, the husband does not have to redeem her as a captive. She doesn't get a stipend from the husband. She, the husband does not have to pay, out, pay for worn-out clothing. If the husband wore, her, wore the clothing she brought into the marriage and it got worn out, she doesn't receive any money. Again, because she committed adultery, so she forfeits all of this. And if she took any of these payments, she's got to return it. By the way, if she had kids, so if she had kids from the second marriage, I say marriage, it's adultery. So it's a mamzer. And a kid from the first one is a rabbinic mamzer. Meaning if she went back to live with the husband, you're not allowed to do that. Once you commit adultery, the marriage has got to be canceled. If she goes back and lives with the husband, the first husband, that's a rabbinic mamzer because you're not supposed to be with her. And neither of these men are able to metamer if they're kehanim because the second one is not married to her and the, second, and the first one, it was adultery. Neither man is entitled to anything she finds. Neither of them get her earnings. Neither of them could revoke her vows. And, and more. If she was a Bas Yisrael, a regular Jewish woman, meaning if both these men die, she is not considered a classic widow who can marry a Kayin. She committed adultery. Once you commit adultery, you're Pasal Kahuna. Bas Levi if she's a Bas Levi, she can never eat Maiser again. And Bas Truma. And if she's a Bas Kayin, she can't eat Truma because she committed adultery. Neither her children get her Ksuba. And if the husband's died, she doesn't do Yibam to either. She just does Chalitza to both, to both sides. And that's if she gave the wrong date and the wrong location. Similarly, and we'll end with this, Shina Shema Yushma, if she wrote the wrong names, Shem Ira, Shem Ira, or the wrong city names, Teitzim Mizem Mizem, Echol Drach Meilva, that's also a puzzle get, and all of these halachas apply. Stop here, pick it up tomorrow. Pleasure.